0: The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes.
1: Welcome to the 365 Message Show. Today, we're going to be talking about new default notifications for for new Teams users, pinning chats, side-by-side reporter stuff, um, views rather, reporter review modes, presenter modes. And um, lastly, the title or headline for today is going to be about the self-service purchasing capabilities for what, Windows 365. Daniel, where are you coming to us from today?
0: I am live from Chicago. I am here this week for the SP Fest and Teams Fest here in Chicago. And I am and in, in very excited about uh being here, being able to uh, interact with attendees and fellow presenters and and really get to get uh get my community on as it were <laughs> and uh yeah I'm just really looking forward to it so
1: yeah well it's it's good to hear too that um some of these events are picking up um we know that the the numbers i guess will still be a bit a little low as people are just cautiously coming out and um, going along to to bigger events and community things but um, good on you Daniel for supporting the community and getting in there to to start things off again
0: yeah well thank you very much I think you know it's not like the community has died or anything we've just been a whole (laughs) lot of virtual here the past you know year and a half or so but uh, yeah it just feels good to get back so uh you know one of those messages was really easy for you to say in the intro there, so that'll be interesting to talk about <laughs> this week. Um, but I'm I'm actually really excited, in a in in a not good way. But I'm really excited about this first message that we're going to talk about okay. with um, with the announcement that it, let's let's do the title of course announcing self service purchase capabilities for Windows 365 MC271483. If this sounds familiar, it should. We've talked about this before with other products, most notably the Power Platform. But this is a whole new deal. This is with Windows 365. So if you've been paying attention to what was announced at the partner conference, Microsoft's partner conference, they talked about this new Windows 365 concept and allowing you to utilize the service. Uh, And I think it was it says in the message announced July 14th. So. um, What this is is going to in similar fashion allow users to be able to purchase a license for Windows 365 themselves. Uh, Windows 365 Enterprise for organizations you can. Manage this, of course. At smaller organizations, um, it, you know, there's a reason why they're doing this, and because there's there's, well, there. I think there's two reasons why they're doing this. One, frankly, is licensing. They want more people to purchase licenses. It that doesn't it shouldn't surprise you. But the other is there's an actual need that they've heard of. Want people wanting to be able to do this and and not have to rely on the business to enable them to get the job done. And we we now, I won't rehash all of those topics that we've discussed, Daryl, before about how, you know, how this can cause issues with billing and issues with reimbursement. And, you know, I won't talk about all of that, but what I do want to talk about is um, really in, the aspect around the m three sixty five business uh, want, I want to make a point you know because we have business and enterprise, enterprises, those e e licenses, you know e one e three five, or those business Microsoft three sixty five business licenses, which are really for smaller organizations. Um, any user is just basically going to be able to go out to uh, the site and purchase and license um, and start using it. And um, so this is rolling out. I think we had a date on here. Uh, it's August 15th. And that's when by then you really need to as an administrator be thinking about do you want this to happen or not? And if you do not, then how should you manage taking control of this? And it is, of course, if you want to prevent this, it's via PowerShell. Um, and there's details there on how to use the, uh, PowerShell, They allow self-service purchase. Um, so you can, you can turn it off if you'd like, but just read up on it. Um, I do like, Daryl, what you do need to prepare for this. Um, they say nothing is required. <laughs> no action is required unless you want to prevent it, of course. But, uh, what, what do you think about this, um, you know it, we've we've got this wonderful cloud that enables us to do work and now the cloud is enabling us to buy it hmm. you know, basically um what do you, what do you think i mean we've talked about self-service purchasing before but what do you think about windows
1: um well in the cloud um th- this us? is a mixed mixed bundle here for me like i totally agree that a service like this where you can get a virtual machine, because that's what it is, a virtual machine of Windows, uh, and it's going to be your, your virtual desktop and you can sign into it from whatever device and it means maybe you have a, an old crusty machine back home that you've been thinking about upgrading for a while, but you could just use it as a, a way to get through to this great, fancy, fully kitted virtual machine. Um, so that's nice, that's good, and they talked about a lot of benefits of being able to go directly from this virtual machine to a really fast internet connection and all that sort of stuff. But what I find interesting about this message is self service purchase for capabilities for Windows 365. I work for, let's say I work for either a, an organization that uses M365 Business or M365 Enterprise. Um, why would I purchase a virtual machine for something that is a work tool? Um, unless I'm using the company credit card. And in that case, why don't they just do it for themselves? There's also a bunch of things you have to get in place to make this possible. The enterprise side of things, you've got to have um, endpoint, Microsoft Endpoint Manager and you've got to, um, to, to, to domain join this Windows 365 machine. You've got to have a, an endpoint to connect to your local Active Directory. Apparently, it doesn't work with Azure Active Directory quite yet. So there's a few few things are still working out. So that's my thinking. I mean, the concept is great, but, again, self-service, self-provisioning for – self sorry, self-service purchasing, that's the key point here. Mm-hmm. If I could right. just provision it and it would charge my organization or, you know, it's from a pool of licenses, all good. But yeah. – hmm,
0: yeah, it, it's interesting to, I think it'll be interesting to see how this goes and where it goes, because, uh, you know, this is not the end of it, right? Where it goes, how it actually is used um, with a self-service purchasing. So anyway, so uh, let's switch gears, if that's okay, and talk a little bit about registration for view only attendees.
1: Yeah. Let me find. There we go. Here it is. Registration for view-only attendees. Uh, That is MC two seven one six three two. Look. To be honest, Daniel, I haven't looked too closely at this, and I'll tell you why. It's tiny. Look at that. There's a message there that I can I can scroll, and nothing happens on the screen. um sorry (laughs) view only attendees are now able to register for your webinars as normal attendee would previously view only attendees did not have registration support so if you wanted to just attend a webinar and sit there and consume it then there was no registration required um but yeah that that will now be a thing you can register for the webinar and just watch so that's I mean it's good for the organizers. They can gather a bit more information, yes. they can see how many people are attending and that. I don't know why they didn't launch with this and they just hold off and wait till they had that full capability. Because that's probably the most common way that if you're going well, public
0: yeah. Well, that's the point. Remember when we talked about this and when we talked about this initially, yeah. This whole this concept, this functionality was for internal webinars. Uh, yeah. So view only was is a secondary concern because, you know, internal webinars, you don't really care that much who registered. Like you're not grabbing mm. what company do you work for? What is, how many employees do you have? You know, you don't do that kind of registration form for internal people, but you know, if you're going to be using this for external then knowing how many people are showing up, not just people who, you know, are going to be presenters or you know fully interactive, you you want those view only uh, mm-hmm. registrations. So you're yeah. right. This is a very small message, but I think for those that are looking for webinar, you know, to use that functionality, are going to like this.
1: Definitely, yep. So uh, it's going to be rolling out um, complete mid to late August, which is actually <laughs> a common theme with some of the updated messages we're going to talk about later.
0: We'll talk about that. Yes, we will. Yeah, we
1: will. Uh, And up next, we have uh, Outlook on the Web something.
0: Yes, Outlook on the Web. Project Mocha, migrating to Outlook Board View, MC271629. Uh, When we talked about this, the public preview of this, I think we even had a conversation around... um, I'm sorry when we talked about the boards in Outlook um it was like wait doesn't this look like project mocha like what and we we had that conversation hmm. and we were spot on so what's going to happen project mocha was a public preview same pretty much the same functionality and so what this announcement is just making sure that you know that those it's going away. Project Muck is going to go away and they're going to migrate that content into the Outlook calendar board view, um, so you'll be able to go into on the board views and see the board and there will be a, a project alpha. Um, it looks like a project. No, not project alpha. That was. That's the example there I was like, um, but the, the boards will be migrated for you. Um, uh, so you don't really have to do anything. Um, for this, and this will be uh, rolling out late July, so now-ish, you know, uh, within the next few days. Um, so just just know th- how to get around using that uh, model switcher so that um, uh, that you'll be able to, you know, switch around onto that.
1: Mm. I had a quick look um, t- to see if it was available for me. Um, yeah, it's, it's there in Outlook. Outlook on the web, and to me, it wasn't an obvious place. I went looking from my inbox down to a few folders maybe looking for an area where it said boards, but you need Mm -hmm. to go into calendar and change to the board view, and then you'll be able to create a board and set it all out. And It it is about being a calendar-based thing initially, isn't it?
0: It is, but I can see other applications, and so I think for people who know about this functionality and want to use it in a different way will find that confusing of where it's located. Mm -hmm. But that's the intent right now. Um, But I I do feel like there's going to be other ways of using this and uh, not just calendar focused. Well, here's
1: one way that that I think I've heard it framed up. You know, the Outlook today view, which we barely use now, but I remember back in sort of early 2000s, It was a buzz. It was like, wow, I could get my Outlook to start up and it would show my calendar and the appointments I've got and my tasks. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd start there. And and that's kind of what this is, but you've got a lot more control over it.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. So up next, stay, uh, let's go back to Teams Mm -hmm. and talk about notifications.
1: Yeah. uh, uh, I thought I had it here. Where is it? Ah, ha ha, ha ha, found it. Um, new default native notification settings for Teams users, MC271919. Well, this is, this is interesting, right? Uh, you have been able to, in recent times, change Microsoft Teams so that it will use your native OS notifications. I say that because it's not just Windows, it also works on Mac OS. And this, uh, the notifications you get for Teams, if there's a chat that kind of pops up or maybe um, the Teams calendar is trying to tell you, just like Outlook is, that you've got an appointment coming, all those sorts of things, um, you can have those notifications come together with all your other OS notifications. For Windows, it's the Action Center. For Mac, it's whatever they call it. The notifications area? I don't know. Um, But... This message is about changing the default to be your OS notification center for new Teams users. If you have joined an organization and you've just been given your account and you're signed up as a new Teams user, yes, that's you. Even though you might have used Teams in your old workplace, just still consider a new Teams user, then this default uh, behavior will be that the notifications will come into your OS notification center. Now, there are some benefits to this. Uh, you have some unified control over how that notification appears, namely for Windows, that it actually respects your Focus Assist mode, <laughs> which is you know, one of those things, if you set it in Windows and um, Teams, if you're using Teams native mode, it says, oh, I don't care, I'm gonna still give you that notification because you need to change your notification settings in Teams. Um, so it's good to have it all um, set there uh, in one central place. Now, I was going to try and bring it up, but I'm not really ready to do so. That's a bit, bit of uh, poor pre- preparation. But there are some things that you do want to look at uh, if you are going to turn this on or if you are just going to stick with the default, um, that, uh, particularly for Windows. I don't know what it looks like in Mac. But uh, first of all, is it turned on? If it's turned on, then it means that your team's notifications are going to be there in the action center. Um, Do you want to show notifications or um, show as banners, which are those little windows that will pop up in the bottom right-hand corner, like that one there in the um, the animation? um, Or are you going to see a sort of a card in the action center? And you can set how many cards or notifications you'll see, like a maximum of three, or you can bump that up and down and you have control over how much priority you want to give it, whether it's normal, high, or top. Um, So you can change those. So it might be a good time that if you're going to have a look at those settings, it's not just enough to turn on using native notifications in Teams um, to start using your OS, but also check those other things out. Uh, Lastly, for existing Teams users, if you have been using Teams already, uh, this is only going to affect those who are brand new to using Teams in an organization. Your, if you're existing, your settings are not going to be changed to using the native OS notification center.
0: I was gonna, I was gonna ask about that, hmm. um, because you know the note in this is existing users who. <laughs> It doesn't say existing users will not be affected. It says existing users who have already set yeah. their default notification settings yeah. will not be affected. So, why why that language? You think? Yeah, in the message, I, I mean,
1: hear, I hear, and I had the same thought. If I'm going to get all legalistic about it, maybe if you have just not touched these settings at all, and it's using the Teams. Um, notification settings by default, and you haven't purposefully chosen anything else. Does this mean that it will change to the Windows or Mac notification settings? Don't know.
0: I, I don't know either, and I feel like the reason why they're doing this is so many people have changed it um, because it's frankly pretty annoying when you're when you real when you um, really want to use Windows settings to understand when you shouldn't get notifications hmm. and teams is like hello here's a notification yeah I'm like no leave me alone teams i am hello here's another notification yeah no stop. <laughs>
1: there's another layer isn't it to managing those and yeah. whether you turn them on or off and which location and where um, well, it's, it's not going mean, to change where yeah. you need to set up how your notifications behave you'll still need no. to go into Teams and say I want a notification for when someone posts a new yeah. conversation in a channel that I'm interested in but you know whether it pops up on your machine or not is, is where you're controlling but that's enough of that we've talked about that for ages it's going to be arriving late August um, and early September and it, again affects new users of Teams
0: mm-hmm.
1: but good to talk about notifications let's put a pin in there let's yeah, let's put a pin in there. Um, hey, uh, next well, You know, next message uh, pins and That's needles to you, man. Pins and
0: needles to you. That's why it's pin a chat message. MC272167. This is as a user, this notification is telling us uh, as a user, I will be able to pin a specific message in and have that show up at the top. You know, have it and with that quick access to that message, um, and uh, anyone will be able to. And that's a little bit of a rub for me. That and the only one can be pinned at a time. So that is um, so that. But that message, that one pin, uh, could be will be at the top of the chat. Um, and but it can be switched out. So anybody in the chat can you know say, oh, no, let's pin this one. Um, This rollout begin mid-August and hopefully will be done by late August. If everything in August actually happens, (laughs) August is a big month. Uh, uh, They're expecting it for GCC, uh, for those in the government cloud, um, in late August with uh, late September rollout uh, of completion. So this is kind of a, you know, it's one of those it's big enough for us to talk about because it's, you know, it's a brand new functionality Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's something similar that other products have where you can, um, you know, one that starts with S and ends in lack. I'm just, we can say it. Slack has the capability of pinning messages, multiple messages, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And in channels actually, and um, in chats. So, um, you know, I, it's good to see teams catching up here, but there's uh, there's a little bit of this I don't like. What do you what do you think, Daryl? Uh,
1: well, I've, I've heard some say that, oh, look, it's pinned messages that are actually pinned. And I looked at this fresh again recently because you can pin messages today, but you have to go through the information panel and scroll to the bottom of that to find that pinned message. So at least we're seeing them in the place that we're actually working. Pinned as right. a a bar at the top of our um, conversations for a channel. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like if, if anyone can do it and there's only room for one, uh, it does say who. I think the best example I've seen of this was when I was looking again at the, um, uh, it was some stuff around that future of work, um, recent video in June where it was shown about um, fluid and chat and pinning things and mm-hmm. the bar along the top. But yeah, I think we do need to have this capability to pin a message, which is important. But we'll need multiple ones and we'll probably want some moderation around who can.
0: Well, and let me ask you this. And this, I don't want to make this more complicated than it is, but um, what do you call a chat in Teams? What do you call a chat? Hmm.
1: Well, when I think of chat, most of the time it's working in the chat app, but I know. And so there's conversations you can have in the chat Uh, app versus the team's channel conversations.
0: That's what I'm getting at is this says chat. So we don't have any other information. I don't have any insider information. I haven't um, asked my sources, Mm -hmm. but it seems like to me, this is only for chat. Mm. Like, you know, one on one or or group chat or whatever. This is not in channels.
1: You might be all. right. Hmm.
0: So um, you know, when I when I read this, and again, this is all we got to work on, um, that's what I say, and that's what or that's what I see, I'm sorry, hmm. when I when I read this, and that's where I was coming from of I, I like this, but we gotta get more. Um being able to pin it in a chat's great, but I think <laughs> really where it brings value is when there's a lot of people, Um, especially when there's people coming into the chat, into into the conversation that haven't been around Mm. and need to have reference of important information. So we need this in channels and we need multiples so that you can pin a message of what's the purpose of this channel and what are we working on or what's a target or whatever that that's what I'm thinking.
1: I've got another use for that. Um, what's the purpose of this channel? I've always thought that, that would be good as a, a SharePoint page pinned as a tab.
0: Mm. Yep.
1: Um, lastly, um, for our standard messages, uh, we mm-hmm. have, we have a, another one that probably gets a, a lot of presenters excited. People who are, presenting a lot within online meetings and, and Microsoft Teams. The uh, new side-by-side and reporter presenta- presenter modes with desktop and Windows sharing. I saw you chuckling there, Dan. Daryl's having a problem saying stuff today. Uh, MC272447. Uh, we, we did get an early look at, at this um, in the you know back, back of house with MVP and, and we're able to give a bit of feedback. So it's interesting to see Uh, As it arrives now, um, we can start talking about it. Uh, The side-by-side view, as you're starting to see on screen, is when you have your content as, I would call it, two-thirds, but it's not taking up the full screen. It's just like a a framed-up card. And then the presenter is the the last third. And on the right, um, you see their video in portrait mode uh, with... Their video feed as, as it is but in the background is a virtual background and that virtual background helps to frame up the content and make it um, f- bring focus to it sort of give it some context uh, so that's that's uh, side-by-side mode and then reporter mode is similar uh, but it is a larger view of your shared content whether it be desktop or slides or window and then you as a presenter your background has been removed from your video feed and you're overlaid over the virtual background that has been chosen and there's uh yeah i mean i, I had some feedback for it that initially you got to be choosy with the kind of content you are sharing and when you would use this like think about all the slides that we see, even the one that we see in the, in the message itself, where the only text that you can read really is the title. So if you've got text yeah. heavy stuff, you don't really want to um, be presenting that in in that little tiny little square. And, you know, again, too, if you've got, um, if you use in reporter mode, it's a little bit bigger, but it's not really the place that you want to, Put smaller content. It's got to be like a big inspirational right. picture, like a like a Ben Nyland presentation, or <laughs> or like just big words or something like that, or even just a video that's going to play. Um, that's reporter mode, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. I think I think that's the key. For me, it'll be how easy it is to switch between these these views, mm-hmm. um, because I think sometimes you'll want that. You know, sharing a video or um, you know showing graphs yeah. you know maybe maybe a graph that you've that's a full screen of of the presentation so you could see what the the words and everything because I think you're right you've got to be very careful on what you're showing and what you're presenting mm. in this so that it can you know uh so that'll it'll be it'll work well I think um,
1: as a as a method this but, is how I would use yeah it. like you would if you're sharing your desktop, you're trying to do a demo, or you are doing a full presentation, you want people to be immersed in that content, you're going to be sharing full screen, or you'll be using PowerPoint Live or something like that. But when you switch over to a scene like this, where it's side-by-side side or reporter mode, it's when you're pausing to make some comments. Think of all the late night shows and various different reporter show type things that you see. They've, they've got it in a small inset, and they're making some comments about what is up there so that you can... You know, be a bit more engaged with what's been said. Right. Um, here's your view there too, Daniel, about how you would switch between those modes. There was the other thing. You as a presenter, this is what you would see: your full screen, your shared window. You see a bar along the top which allows you to change. Bet- it's called the sharing bar. You can change between the scenes mm-hmm. there, but it auto hides. <laughs> so you've got to hover your mouse. Yeah. Boop, change.
0: Yeah, I'm. I would like some hotkeys mm-hmm. for that. Mm. I really would. I mean, if, if if this was is to enable some slick presentations, then we need to make it slick. Yeah. There's too much in Teams, I think, where people struggle and they look for, okay, where's the thing and how do I, you know, and you so you see them up close and they're like moving around. how do I click this and I got to share this. Can you see it now? Oh, I don't know what's going on. Okay, we it needs to be slicker. Hmm. Uh, you know several things but this needs to be slick where i don't need to go okay i'm gonna move up here and click here and click here and then okay now i'm switching i I need a hotkey. i need while i'm in teams if i press alt i don't know v or something there's a suggestion (laughs) congratulate you know yeah there you go but you know just something i it needs to be better well, one one um, thing that's good about this i like is... the i like the views yeah let me go ahead and say that i like the views yeah. it's just you know i think you're going to need to switch what would be really great and slick is switching between one of these and not right focusing on content mm-hmm. when you want to focus on a video or you want to like you were talking about talking about what's up there like in reporter view mm-hmm. like hey here's what we're talking about i mean maybe not point like this because that looks kind of weird yeah but you know if you're referring to the content great but then be able to switch to full content yeah right switch it back to normal so people can focus on that content and look you know read that text that you're talking about or whatever um use this to connect to your audience yes because you're showing your video that's what you're trying to do is connect with them show your body language show you know that you' are you know the passion that you have for this content mm. but you know don't make that the number one thing your content has to shine through as well.
1: Yeah yeah you've got you got to become adept at changing between those scenes that's for sure. Um, there is a little mm-hmm. preview there too I right. just say before we finish off this message let you see what what the others are saying sorry your audience is seen uh, but that won't mm-hmm. be presented to uh, people on the screen. Um, so that is going to be coming out mid-August, like everything else, and <laughs> and rollout mid-September. That's for standard release in GCC. Late September, uh, finished rollout by mid-October. We have a couple of quick mentions now, don't we, Daniel?
0: We definitely do. One of them is variable playback speed for Teams meeting recordings. MC two seven one nine one one. Uh, This is as we, you know, talk about um, storing our. Video recordings in stream, right? But those recordings um, when we're in teams where when we record something, um, it depends. It may go into OneDrive or SharePoint. Well, when we're playing back the the video, it's it's using that stream capability in the background, right? It's powering it, but uh, now we're going to have a choice to go from listening it to a half speed. So it would be not sure um, to half speed to two times speed. So it would be like this and you can listen to a lot of stuff in really short amount of time. Um, so you'll be able to switch to that very quickly. Um, so the rollout targeted release uh, early August. I can't believe I did that and to early September. And then general availability that GA will be early September uh, through the month to late September. And then the last quick mention we have is image tags in SharePoint MC272451. So in SharePoint, when you do uh, upload an image, it actually automatically creates a column for you called tags. However, you can't edit that tags column. Uh, So what they're going to do is they're going to remove that and instead they're going to add a column called image tags column. And this will be. uh, You're able to edit those uh, tags now. Fantastic. Really the only downside I see with this is if you have and it mentions it in the in the announcement, but is. If you have used that tags column in your views before, uh, when you're showcasing images um, on pages, then it's going to go away, right? They're actually removing that column. And they're not going to replace it in your views. So any view that using is using the image uh, column, then you're going to need to go and add when they replace it with the image tags column. Unfortunately, you're not going to know when this happens until it already does. <laughs> um, just the kind of the way things work, right? With Microsoft 365, um, they're working to get better at that and more to come on that. But uh, the rollout is expected mid September and completed early. October. So, really, the only thing you need to do to prepare is kind of look at those views to see if you are using the tags column anywhere in your views. So, Daryl, mm. uh, we we do want to make a quick mention on uh, August, the month of August, August and all the yeah. things we're going to get.
1: August is going to be a big month, as you said, Daniel. So it
0: is. The, a lot of those updated announcements are basically pushing the timeline, and you know that that really is why you need to be paying attention mm. to the message center. And, and if you sync to planner or you sync to teams or SharePoint, uh, those are kind of the three that I know people are doing a lot of. Um, make sure that you're going back and following up. You know, you, this is kind of that thing, change management, right? They've announced that you're going to get it in July. You've told everybody it's coming. Well, now it's slipped to the end of August. That's hypothetical. I don't, I'm just saying, okay, now what do you do? Mm. It slipped, um, you know, half uh, a month uh, or or a whole month. What do you do now? Um, So just keep track of this, making sure that in your change management process you account for slipping. But um, August is definitely going to be a big month. Yeah.
1: And what I've demonstrated on the screen too, when you're in the message center, you can change the message state to updated, and that just brings all the updated messages most of the time. Mm. I have seen it do other behaviors sometimes. Um, but, yeah, good good to uh, keep people up to date. So, uh, Daniel, that is about it. We didn't have a callback, really. So um, it's not to say that nothing's no. arrived and turned on, but we just didn't get around to it. That was kind of
0: our callback was, yeah. you know, all these things are, are coming to August, uh, coming in August. Hey, if if you are in Chicago and you're at SP Fest or Teams Fest, come see me. I have stickers for the show with me so i'd love to give you some stickers um but if you're not here i'm sorry find me somewhere else and i'll give you some stickers <laughs> um but make sure you smash that like button down there the thumbs up and hit the subscribe and and what do you do with the bell the, the bell flick it this flick time. it this time not ring a
1: ding it no okay right
0: we're gonna flick it okay. um make sure you follow us on socials at 365 mcs
1: all right well See you again, everyone. Um, It's pouring down with rain here. So let's go out with that noise and the outro song.
0: Bye.